Thanks for sticking around. This is the Beyond the Game program. I'm Rick Benson. Joining us now on the BTG phone line is Tom Linhart. He is the head coach of both tennis teams, the men's and the women's, at Roberts Wesleyan College. Coach, thanks so much for coming on the program. Oh, thanks for having me, Rick. When I look at the rosters, you have players coming from France, the Netherlands, Spain, India. They're all coming to play tennis at Roberts Wesleyan College. How does talent from such faraway places end up at Roberts? I think it's a uh, a function of technology. Um, recruiting companies have become a big business all over the world. Almost every country has two or three organizations that are working to get their, in this case, tennis players um, to the United States. So there's no there's no lack of people promoting players from from other countries. And probably over the course of a a week, I'll get you know, 20 emails from these companies. The other thing is uh, so the, the, you know, the advent of social media. We've had with Skype and Facebook and WhatsApp and all the other things that are out there, um, I can talk with these these uh, potential recruits halfway around the world, um, get to know them, meet their parents, talk about the details, answer their questions, address their concerns. So it's, it's not the same as being there, but it... Uh, it's pretty darn close. With the local kids, you know, it's a whole different, more traditional recruiting setup. But I would say with the international kids, it's recruiting companies and then following up with Skype and Facebook calls to them and their parents. You've coached players who've amassed big win totals as well as players who've gone on to play professionally. But one of the things that really impressed me is that quite a few of your players have actually gone into coaching and have done so at every level of collegiate tennis. That suggests to me that you're teaching more than just technique, but also an approach to the game and how to connect with players. What is the most important thing that you want to instill in your players, which they can pass on to others when they become the teacher? Yeah, I've been blessed with uh, with a whole array of young men and now young women who are not only great tennis players, but great people. And luckily, and I hope I've played a small part in this, some have wanted to go on to coach. Um, I think it's to, to be a, a positive role model. I really think uh, they're going to recruit players who have the talent. These players all have the talent to play. Um, making that transition from being a good player into an effective coach uh, is more dealing with the whole person rather than just their strokes. Uh, so I want them to, you know, see that it's good for them to be a positive role model. It's important for them to uh, teach their kids about servant leadership. It's it's a lot like, um, I, hate, I hate to say like being their their parent, but, you know, it, it come, that's about as close as it comes because you you have to know when to, to you know, laugh with them, when to maybe get on them a little bit, when to be tough, uh, when to be always to be supportive in your way. So it's, that's really the, um, the crux of it. I think tennis itself teaches important life lessons. It's an individual sport played as a team. You're out there by yourself. It teaches resilience, how to win, how to lose. Uh, there's no um, surprise to me that businesses in our country today um, look for college athletes to hire. 
because they have all the those innate qualities of being able to multitask and, and manage time. Um, the collegiate experience, athletic experience teaches that. And I think those life lessons are things that we want coaches to pass on to our kids. And I hope that the young men that have been players for me that have gone on to coach are doing the same thing. You mentioned some of the parental characteristics. One of those former players who went into coaching is your own son, Tom Jr. <laughs> and after several years coaching in the state of Michigan, he's taken over the program at RIT across town here in Rochester. How special is that for you to see your son and your former player coming back home to take over at RIT? Uh, it, it couldn't be any better. Um, mm. We're we're very proud of, of, of TJ. Um, I, when I was at Fisher and had the opportunity to coach him for his last two years, uh, that was like, that was the dream job. I mean, I went to work every day doing what I loved with people I loved. And, um, and then when he went on to coach, which was, you know, I really, um, I was really proud of that. He took it, he got a job at uh, Lake Superior State in Michigan, a Division II program, and was there for six years, then came back to Elmira where he did his master's, was there for a couple of years, and now he's at uh, at RIT, which is a fantastic opportunity for him. That's a great school and a great program. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's I think coaching Tommy and and coaching against him, I would have to say is probably the highlight of my career. Um, it's it's tremendously uh, enriching, and I'll tell you, it has created tennis has been the bond that has created a very special friendship between my son and I. Oh, that's awesome. You you played RIT back in February and beat them. I might add, was it odd for you seeing him on the other side? Um, not then. It was the first time we played up in Michigan because in the six years of that Michigan, we would either medium halfway in Detroit or make a trip up to Michigan. And the first time it was, um, it was a little odd after that. It was just flat out competitive. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, but, and we, we enjoyed playing each other and the women played, um, uh, on Sunday and it'll be, it'll be another, um, highly competitive match. He's a fantastic coach. He really is. We're talking with Tom Linhart, head coach of the men's tennis team at, and the women's tennis team as of this spring at Roberts Wesleyan College, who picked up the tab for dinner after you beat them this last um, time. I, I, I'm going to have to refuse to answer that because <laughs> until I check with compliance, that may be an NCAA violation. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Question. Sure. So my official answer is no comment. Gotcha. <laughs> Let's talk about the team for a few moments. Can you talk about who you look for for leadership and, and maybe some of the younger players that you have coming up that you're going to look to next year, possibly even beyond? Mm-hmm. Um, this year we're blessed. Of, uh, as as we talked earlier about how a lot of my players have gone on the coaching, those people were almost all captains first. And, I'm, uh, and I've been blessed this year with, uh, three young men, Ugo Ball Green, Dustin Eshelman, and, and uh, Jose Carrillo, who are my cap- my co-captains. And they are um, all seniors, um, all have uh, in the same kind of vein the potential to be excellent coaches. They know the game and they're learning kind of that strategy. And they provide, they kind of use that, uh, the rest of the team to kind of, in their leadership role, 
to kind of develop those. And they're, they're wonderful. They know, they keep a very positive relationship on the team and, and I'm really indebted to them. Um, younger players, uh, I think I, I, the two that I would look to kind of step up for next year would be a sophomore out of New Jersey, um, Dennis Barlotta. Uh, he's an excellent player and, He's, I think he's growing into being a, a real leader because I think he, I see him becoming more confident in his game and in his own place on the team. Uh, surprisingly enough, we have uh, a freshman, a young man named Hedo Hansen from the Netherlands who also has those characteristics. He has the potential. He has that, that little innate quality that is little more than confidence. He's, uh, he's, I think we'll look for him to step up and be a leader in the next few years. You've taught tennis, Tom, at both the club level as as a local pro. You've also taught at the high school level, college level. Is there much difference between teaching privately at, at a club as opposed to student athletes? Uh, yeah, it's. It, it, I think it's more different than people think. A club pro, you're you're very much involved in refining strokes. Um, and refining, you know, the technique of those strokes. And that's really what your lessons focus on, helping them have a better backhand, better forehand, better serve. And a lot of the players that, um, that we recruit all have those, those fine techniques. They've all worked with pros for years. What they don't have and what I think we don't teach enough um, on the pro, le- on the, you know, the club level, the teaching pro level is uh, strategy and and the mental side of the game. So almost all the players I recruit from anywhere here in the States or around the world come with with all those technical things pretty well in, in place. We might have to fine-tune them a little bit. But our job as coaches at the collegiate level is to take their game and develop a, a match strategy that fits their game, uh, a way to... Uh, emphasize and utilize effectively the strokes that they have, uh, maybe help them think a little bit more about better ways to use those strokes. And almost none of the club pros, and this isn't a criticism, it just isn't in their, in their purview, uh, almost, almost none of the kids come with any mental kind of training. So we find that we have to spend a lot of time every year reinforcing with the returning players and in most cases introducing with the new kids um, how to stay in control and, and get the most out of their game by, by uh, increased focus and things like that. So ironically enough, we found that yoga helps. Um, really? We started doing yoga last year with, with both teams, and, and I think it, it teaches them not only – it gets them not only stronger and has helped reduce injuries, but it – it has helped them learn to focus. And, and that, I think, is the, that's the hardest thing I think collegiate players have to learn. They've got the strokes. It's how to stay in control when the game gets so crazy competitive. What is it about tennis that got you hooked on the sport and keeps you coaching competitively? Uh, well, I, I've always been involved, I think, in competitive athletics. And I'm, if you ask my family, I'm an extremely competitive person. But um, uh, I I have two careers kind of in coaching. I coached about 20 years of baseball um, from the high school, and the last job was at the University of Buffalo, and then took about 10 years off when we moved up here. 
and I had always played tennis. Uh, but as baseball, you know, sort of went away as a possibility of because I was getting old, um, tennis I could keep playing. So I had always played when I was young and up through my 20s. And so I just continued. And I, my wife asked me one day, uh, would I ever go back to coaching when we moved up here? And I said, ah, no, I said, I've, you know, I've run my baseball course. I said, but the only team I'd coach is the women's tennis team at the high school I was at. I said, they're great kids, come from great families, and, it, and I'd love it. And I said, but our tennis coach will never give up the job. You know, God works in mysterious ways, Rick. The next day, the tennis coach came in, uh, said she was taking a couple years off as a maternity leave, and would I mind coaching the team? No so, kidding. Here I am. I walk into it, coached there for two or three years till I retired, um, went out and uh, got an assistant job at Fisher, came to Roberts, the rest is all history. So, But I'll tell you, it's, it's, I, there's just something about, there's something about coaching that fits, that gets my needs. I'm very competitive and I love that. But I'll tell you, having spent my whole life, whether it was at teaching or whether it was coaching around young adults is what keeps you young. You know, so I think I keep coaching because it's my way of fighting off aging. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Once again, we're talking with Roberts Wesleyan College's tennis coach, Tom Linhart. Because of your experience, I would imagine that you come into contact with a great many of tennis enthusiasts and, and, and possibly even re potential recruits. Do you have to do much actual recruiting? And what do you tell them as the reason they should consider Roberts Wesleyan College? Um, I would say other than the about 40% of my time that is spent on the court, a good another 40% of my time is spent just in recruiting. Wow. Um, we spend a great deal of time um, talking with people out to different showcases all, all year. Um, and it's a matter of finding, you know, uh, I tell, I, I often do presentations at showcases about college recruiting. And, you know, the biggest thing is you have to, you know, if you want to play college tennis, there's a school out there for you somewhere. You just have to do your homework and find the right school. But Roberts is not a hard school to sell. I mean, it's, it's a, got, it provides an excellent education. Our tennis program is extremely competitive. Um, we play in a very tough conference, so that that and a tough region of the country, so that attracts good players to us. Um, it's a safe school, um, and I think the I've, I've taught in I think four other colleges or universities, and uh, you know the Christian aspect of it. Uh, it it really is uh, makes it a very nurturing place. It's not that all my players come in um, knowing God or having a deep spirituality, but I can tell you that when they leave after four years, they're in a much different place than when they came in. And the fact that Roberts is open to taking somebody where they are and allowing them to grow in this environment uh, is not a hard sell. I, I'm finding more and more players when I go to showcases have uh, that's exactly the environment that they're looking for. As so, you mentioned it, in that last answer, you're talking about how they they're growing from the time they come into Roberts from the time they leave. So obviously, your faith plays a role there as a coach. How do you incorporate it into uh, into coaching student athletes? <laughs> well, you know, 
my my two favorite images of God are the are the servant leader and the laughing Jesus. So I try to keep those in the back of my mind, you know. But I I see a lot of parallels between Jesus and his disciples and a coach and a team. Mm. Um, you know, they, they eventually you're gonna as a as a disciple, Jesus was gonna send them out two by two. And every match, the first thing I do is send two of my players out to play doubles. I send them out in teams. And um and like Jesus had to visit disciples, I have high expectations, but I'm also there to kind of support them and try to give them the tools they need so that when they do go out um, on their own, that they have, they're better prepared than when they came in. So I think that's sort of how I incorporated into coaching. Tom, when in your life did you, did your faith start to become real to you? And would you mind sharing some of the circumstances, how uh, you reached that point where Jesus became a real part of your life? Oh, not a problem. Um, I was a bit of a late bloomer. I had always um, went to Catholic school, but that was because uh, that's where I, my parents put me, never really, you know, and I think that had an effect on me. But I think uh, I went to Canisius College, which was run by Jesuits, and, and I think there was the first time I actually saw um, people modeling Christ in the community out there among the people. And I think that's where, that's where the seeds were planted. Um, as far as, as really knowing Jesus, I think it wasn't until my late twenties. And I think a lot of that had to do with, uh, my wife and my kids. She's an extremely spiritual person who knows how to integrate her faith into the world. And I just keep following along on her coattails whenever I can. And the result of that has, has been, you know, to, to, understand you know my relationship with jesus not only as my savior but as as a real friend it becomes much more real when you can integrate what you believe in your head into what you see and do every day in your mm -hmm. life so before we let you go tom is there anything we can pray for you about uh yeah mothers are on my mind lately my mom passed away a couple weeks ago she oh, had sorry. um well, she was 90, and last couple of years she had had severe Alzheimer's. So mm. um, she's in a much better place. She's back with Dad and all of her relatives. You know, you live to be 90. There aren't many of your friends left. Right. <laughs> and my mother-in-law is um, is in an assisted living. She's healthy now, and I, we're always kind of praying for her. So I guess if you're in summing up, moms have been kind of on my mind this week. All right. Be glad to do that. Tom, thanks so much for being with us, and we wish you the best of success on the remainder of the season. Uh, thanks so much, Rick. It was good. That's Tom Linhart, coach of the not only the men's, but this spring he took over the women's tennis team at Roberts Wesleyan College. Stick around when we come back. Zach and I are going to tell you what it is that we like this week from the world of sports. I'm Rick Benson. You're listening to the Beyond the Game program.